Before we begin, we've got a couple of news items to share with you. The first one comes from within. It's a little video that we put together. It's our latest release on YouTube. And it's the fisherman's owner, Mike Caruso, gone out with uh, Captain Savio Mizzi out of Montauk. They brought along Chris Parisi from Tsunami, and they were putting the new Salt X2 reels uh, to the test. Uh, these reels will be available early next year. I have a couple of the original Salt X reels. I was very happy with those. Uh, but I also got a chance to try out the, uh, the Salt X2s, and I've handled just about every size of them from the one you might throw for, you know, throwing jerk baits for largemouth bass to the one that you'd use for jigging pop offshore. Uh, these things are strong, they're overbuilt, they're super smooth, and they're really good looking reels as well. So if you want to see these things getting put through the paces and some northeast fall run action, click the card at the top right and check out the video. Next up, we'll do a quick rundown of what's going on in the Dreamboat Challenge this week. Here is the latest leaderboard of the Dreamboat Challenge. The top three remain unchanged. We have Kyle Krause holding third place with 15 points, Eddie Terrabile hanging tough in second place with 18 points, and Bobby Civarelli leading the leaderboard with a comfortable 24 points. The Dreamboat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman subscriber only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steigercraft Center console powered by Yamaha, along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. Now we're going to take a trip to Martha's Vineyard. We're going to get a little snapshot of what the end of the derby was like. The Martha's Vineyard Striped Bass and Bluefish Derby has become an institution in New England fishing. The five-week tournament sunk its roots 78 years ago and hasn't missed a year since. The derby, as most New Englanders call it, has become the truest picture of Northeast saltwater fishing. The fisherman's Dale Nicholson spent the closing weekend of the Hallmark event taking in what island residents call derby time. Hi folks, Dale Nicholson from the Fisherman Magazine. Just getting back from the Martha's Vineyard Derby. What a derby it was. 2,999 people entered this tournament. Unbelievable. Unbelievable participation. Unbelievable fish. Bonita, bluefish, albies everywhere. Um, one of the big things I take out of this tournament is watching the volunteers and the committee because they are so dedicated to this tournament. It's all volunteer time. It's all their time for five weeks and they work their butts off to do it. And God bless them because it is a remarkable tournament. Uh, congratulations to everybody that won prizes and everybody that didn't and just had a good time fishing because that's what it's really about. It's a good time fishing. During Dale's weekend stay at the Vineyard, he also got the chance to take a tour of the grand prize, the Eastern Boats 22 Sisu, with Eastern Boats owner, Greg Hopkins. Greg's going to give you a little rundown about this boat that somebody's going to win today. Uh, it's the number one prize, and it's going this afternoon. Greg, tell us about the boat. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, so this is for the grand prize winner today. Um, this is our 22 Sisu that we hand build like we do all of our boats up in Milton, New Hampshire. Somebody's going to be the lucky winner of this boat today. And the really cool thing is that after they win it, that's when the real fun for us really starts again. Is as we get to interact with the winner and their family and go through customizing the boat for their special needs um, so that we can see them out here on the island fishing just like we did this year when we saw last year's grand prize winner um, fishing all, all week long that's something I've been down here. So it's a lot of fun. And at the key ceremony, a new winner was crowned. David Caddison picked the right key, which opened the lock, securing his win of the 78th annual Martha's Vineyard Striped Bass and Bluefish Derby and his new ride. 
the Eastern Boats CSU 22. See you next year. And the last thing, of course, is the giveaway, which is going to end next week. So it's going to end on October 26th. So you've got about a week to, to impress me. I have a photo in mind at this point, which I think is going to be the winner of the Azuri Prize Pack. Um, but you've got seven days to change my mind. And the way to do that is to take a picture of a recently caught fish, make sure it shows you and your fish, and send it to me at deanderson at thefisherman.com. Just put you know, giveaway or contest in the subject line so I know what it's for. Or you can text it to the number on the screen. And uh, on next Wednesday, I'll go through all these photos, and we'll pick a new winner, and uh, someone's going to win an awesome prize pack from Missouri. Reports side of this thing, still hearing good striped bass reports from Maine. Um, not, not good like it was back in early September, but still good. You know, guys are getting schoolie sized fish, but we're still seeing some fish up into the high 30 inch class coming from southern Maine. So uh, while the, you know, the migration is well underway, uh, it's taking its sweet time, which is a good thing for all of us, and uh, you know, especially Mainers. There's they're getting an extended season, and they're seeing some good fish, you know, even even here in the uh, second half of October, which is, which is great to see. Dropping down over the border into Massachusetts, let's check in now with James Jukes. Up here in Salisbury today, checking out a couple of spots, see what's going on. Uh, the new moon, the backside of it, I should say, uh, was pretty fruitful. Had uh, really fished through some schoolies to get to some teen bass uh, up to I had one that was close to 24 pounds uh, everybody else was kind of hitting some smaller fish as well uh, the bigger fish definitely were well into the night um, the guys north of me in New Hampshire they're still getting fish as well uh, I'm still sure we're going to see a push of bass coming through here, so everybody should really just get out and get after it. Uh, no reason the season's ending yet. A few more weeks. I remember last year, my last one was uh, around November 10th, right up on Plum Island. So, uh, And over the weekend, I got out and hit the freshwater as well. Being a buddy of mine, Clay, we had some smallmouth, pickerel, uh, some largemouth as well. So everything's cooking along. I know a few guys. Uh, I know a friend of mine, Angela, she was fly fishing for trout and hammered them. We'll see what else comes on. But for now, keep going. Keep going. Water's still good. Maybe you gotta fight through this storm that's pushing in, but we know how that goes. If you're not out fishing, you certainly aren't catching. All right, Dave, we'll talk to you later. I'm still getting striped bass reports from Gloucester all the way down to the east end of the canal. Um, we're not seeing the blitzes like we saw in 2020 and 2021 uh, or 2022, but we are 
you know, still seeing great action, a lot of daytime action, and you know, decent sizes of fish. You know, fish from like 25 inches up to 40 inches. Uh, a lot of top water action, a lot of guys doing it at night as well. Uh, it's been mostly a surf fisherman's thing, but we are seeing some guys doing it in the boats as well. And you've got a bonus species right now because, you know, I think, I don't think I've ever seen this happen before, but some false albacore have made it as far north as Situate Harbor. They must have gone through the canal and just kept on going. Um, you know, that report is from the weekend. I haven't heard anything about them since. Um, so who knows where, where they are or if they're still there. But if you're heading out this weekend, um, I would definitely put a seven-foot rod in the rocket launcher with an epoxy jig on there and just make sure you're ready because you'd hate to have those things pop up and, you know, not have a shot at them. But interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, perhaps a sign of the times or maybe just an anomaly, but very, very cool. Uh, going up the bay side of the Cape now, the estuaries continue to produce striped bass. We're seeing mostly small to medium fish, like 20 to 33, 34 inches for the most part. You've got an opportunity to maybe stick a 20 pounder in there. Uh, most of the action I'm hearing about is being is happening at night. You guys doing it with like SP minnows and red fins and hydro minnows and mag darters and stuff like that. Um, going around the end of the Cape to the outer beaches, you know, a lot of the surf fishermen the fish out there are still kind of picking up the pieces from all the crazy weather that we've had. And, um, you know, so I have been hearing that guys are getting some fish, but I have not heard anything that suggests that there's any one place that has fish and other places don't. Again, it's mostly guys just kind of picking up the pieces, gathering things together, and trying to make something out of it. So hopefully, you know, something will coalesce for them, and uh, we'll get a more concise report for that next week. You could say the same thing about the offshore fishing off the Cape. The weather's been tumultuous. Uh, I'm sure there are still fish out there. Things are still you know, where they need to be as far as water temperature goes and stuff for there to still be a shot at some tuna. Uh, and I'm sure some guys get out over these last couple days. We just haven't heard any new reports. So hopefully I'll have some more reports on that next week. Uh, some of the best striped bass fishing we're hearing about on the Cape is happening in the Monomoy, Nantucket area. Um, these are mostly schoolies and slots, you know, fish up to, you know, maybe the biggest are like 36 inches or something like that. But most of them are more like 24 to 30 inches or something like that. Um, the fishing's been pretty good. I haven't heard about any albies in that area. I would bet there's probably a few bonito in there, maybe a few bluefish as well. Uh, the best albie fishing that I've been hearing about is south and east sides of the vineyard. Uh, that seems to be where the best albie action is, although you may find them anywhere. Uh, some of the better striper action that we've been hearing about has been along the Elizabeth Islands. There's also been some good togging along the Elizabeth Islands. And then you push through the islands into Buzzards Bay, and you've got more togging opportunities there all the way up to the canal and inside the canal. Uh, as far as albies go, I haven't heard anything about them being inside the canal this week. Striped bass fishing uh, inside the ditch has been decent, um, and there's been some really nice fish caught. But the guys that are going there hoping to catch them on top water are mostly catching small fish or, or striking out completely. Um, the bigger fish are being caught either on live eels after dark, or jigging. Uh, most of the jigging fish are the bigger ones. They've been up to 47 inches, the biggest one I've heard of this week, and uh, mostly on soft plastics with a paddle tail and like a three to five ounce head. Um, heading out of the canal down the down the chute here of Buzzards Bay, we've got albies popping up here and there all over the place. The estuaries are loaded with small to medium stripers. I did a little bit of that this week with a seven foot rod and albie snacks just driving from, you know, backwater spot to backwater spot, 
and it's fun, you know, getting getting these small to medium fish on a seven foot rod and light light gear and a single hook. Uh, it's it's a fun time, and you never know what you might run into back there. But there's a lot of activity in those estuaries from the canal all the way out to the Rhode Island border, and um, the togging, especially out toward Westport. We're talking to Jason Colby, and it's been phenomenal. You know, I mean, it's been good for over a month, well over a month at this point. And, uh, you know, it's just holding steady. These, the water temperatures are still keeping these fish in, in shallow water, but they're starting to get some fish in deeper water now, too, so you can pretty much fish wherever you want. Um, it's a great time for togging. And that's what I have for you guys in Massachusetts this week. Moving over into Rhode Island now, let's start by checking in with TJ Kopecky. Thanks, Dave. Hey, guys. Got a lot of stuff to catch up on this week. Uh, we're going to start up in the southeastern Massachusetts side of Maho Bay. Uh, talk about the Coles River, the Lees River, the Taunton River, and all of that Mount Hope Bay area from uh, Borden Lighthouse up inside of the bridge there. Uh, there's been a lot of birds, a lot of bass on them. Not big bass, but very fun to catch. Um, they've been in the 20 to 25 inch range, and they've been pretty much everywhere around. You just gotta find a school, uh, find the birds. Um, Getting up inside of the Coles River, it's been a little slow up towards the 103 bridge. Um, I fished in there a couple of times and I got a report from my friend Jeff who uh, has been kayaking in there and he said it slowed down substantially inside the Coles River. Um, didn't get any reports from the Lees River, but I know the mouth of the Lees River near the Brain Point power plant or the old Brain Point power plant. Uh, there's been a lot of birds working around there with that bass too. Uh, it's been some small blue fish in the mix, uh, just cocktail blues. I have nothing of size uh, I've heard of uh, up there also. Uh, getting towards Far Island, uh, it's, it's one of my better spots for me fishing. Uh, it's about, if you get on the, the south side of Spar Island, on that second island in about 19 feet of water, I've always done well there and I'm still doing good there with bass. Uh, it's the same range, 20 to 25. There's a couple of 28 to 35 inch fish mixed in. Uh, I find it that they're very hard to find right now. Um, the water's still 63 degrees inside the bay. So uh, there's lots of bait. Um, so with that bait, there's bass and there's some sporadic bluefish boils. I haven't seen the boils that we had last year around this time. And I go back and I check my timeline and uh, show there was a lot more bluefish this time of year last year than it was this year. So it's probably gonna be a little bit later. Haven't seen any albies in the bay. Uh, haven't heard much about albies. I think they're just starting to make their comeback out in the Newport area. Uh, Sakonet River, same idea as inside of Maho Bay. Uh, just getting up towards the Old Stone Bridge. Lots of tatag and uh, lots of some sea bass, lots of small sea bass uh, being caught on crabs. Um, I had one outing this week. Uh, I did some tatag fishing around Jamestown. We did a so-so. We didn't get any giants, but uh, we still limited out, and uh, we actually limited out on some sea bass too, uh, which was uh, a little extra for us. Um, on the way in, we did catch a, a lot of birds working, and it was mainly bluefish, and they were on the five to six inch bogies. Uh, that's what these bluefish were choking up in the boat. So. Uh, Bigger baits out there, so a uh, bigger presentation for you if you're fishing out there. Uh, getting up into the Warren and Barrington Rivers, 
Uh, the bite has been pretty good on the outgoing tides on the bridges. Um, I, I like the fish uh, on the Barrington River on the Matheson Street uh, side. Uh, that way you can cast sideways to the current and it's a lot easier to get the fish in rather than pulling them up onto the bridge uh, or fighting a bigger fish. Uh, there are some bigger fish inside the Barrington River. Uh, I haven't heard much about the Warren River. Um, one of my fly fishing friends has been fishing on the Palmer River side of the Warren, Warren Bridge. And uh, he's been doing well with small bass all the way up into uh, up to the Bumptown Bridge. So there's some small bass that are filtered up inside of there following bait. Um, the tog fishing in the Warren River has been excellent. If you can fish behind the American Torster, there is a right away. Um, so if you can get some crabs, you can drop right straight down on the wall there. You're going to do pretty well. Um, anywhere up the Warren River uh, towards Blount, um, there's a couple of little spots, the uh, Warren Marina, that you can fish straight up and down along the walls. All those spots are doing really well right now. So uh, if you get a chance, you can do that uh, too. So all in all, I think uh, things are actually still pretty good. And uh, despite the, the weather we've had, and uh, it looks like they, I had they're calling for more rain on Saturday. Go figure. Uh, but uh, don't let it ruin your fishing outing. Get out there and fish. And uh, have a good time. Tight lines, guys. The question that most people have right now is Albies. You know, where are they? What are they hitting? Um, how much time is left? That one I don't know the answer to. But I can tell you that there have been Albies pretty much all over the eastern half of the state. Um, but they are... They've been very hard to nail down. So we've seen them up inside the Sakonet River, but then they're not there the next day. You've seen them out in front of Aquidneck Island, and then no one can find them. Uh, so it's a day-to-day -day thing. They are, they have been notoriously finicky. It seems like maybe this last weekend's little storm thing just blew in a lot of small bait, and they've been feeding on the small bait. Uh, there's so much of that tiny little bait around, as a matter of fact, we're starting to see chub mackerel again, which I haven't heard anything about in weeks. So... Um, that's made it frustrating. I think mostly fly guys are having, you know, repeated success. And then the guys that I've been hearing about doing on the spinning rod are just not fishing in the schools of Albies. They're blind casting in areas where they feel like there's a high probability that they'll move through. And they're just catching, you know, transient schools that aren't feeding. And they're getting one or two on an Albie Snacks or a, or a, you know, an epoxy jig or something like that. Um, but Albie fishing has been inconsistent but there are fish around so uh, it's just a game of endurance at this point. On the eastern half of the state we also have a lot of striped bass um, but they have also been sort of pocketed so you know I went out the other night with a friend of mine and you know in a notoriously great spot for October and we struggled to land one fish I mean we got one fish and had a few other fish on in several hours of uh, fishing prime water. Then you know, he went out the next afternoon on a bluebird day. He wouldn't expect it to be good. And he got, you know, into fish up to 20 pounds. And, you know, it was big numbers of fish feeding on smaller bait. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we're just just seeing, like I said, we're just seeing pockets of fish. So you got to, this really favors the mobile fishermen. If you're able to move around a lot, if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not afraid to, Go from South County to Point Judith to Aquidneck Island, um, good chance you're going to finally land on some fish. 
Uh, it's just a game of moving around and finding the fish. And while we're in that region, let's talk a little bit about togging now. And uh, togging has been excellent. Uh, everyone I talk to that's doing a lot of togging is catching lots of keepers, and they're finding some really good-sized fish up to the biggest ones I've heard of been 14 pounds this week. That's a solid fish by anyone's standards. And um, that's extended really any rocky spot you can find in the state has a possibility of producing fish. And right now, like we sort of alluded to in the Massachusetts portions of the report, they are spread out. So you can find fish in five feet of water, you can find fish in 85 feet of water. And uh, you have an opportunity to catch big fish no matter where you're fishing. So that's been really good. Uh, let's toss it over now to John Lee, who I know has been doing a lot of different things. He's been doing some togging, he's been doing some cod fishing, he's been doing some tuna fishing. So let's check in and hear what he has to say. Um, gotten out a few times this week, a lot of blackfish trips. Um, the blackfish bite for me has been kind of uneven. I've had some good trips and some slower trips. Um, I have talked to people who have had steadily good trips, and I've talked to people who've had trouble getting on the fish and um, experienced people on both sides. So it seems like a lot of the tatog are still up in the shallows. They're either up near against a bay or they're still fairly tight to shore. Though I have had some good shoes in 60 feet, two miles off the beach. Um, got a few codfish today as a bonus. So the, the codfish are moving inshore. So don't be surprised if you start getting those in kind of 60 feet, 70 feet in the rocky bottom. Alrighty, we got another storm coming this weekend. I can't believe it. Every weekend has been shot, it seems, since mid-August. Anyway, take care. See you next week. Now, heading west out of Point Judith, uh, that's where a lot of the best fishing has been along South County. Um, you know, we're, we have advanced into the second half of the fall run at this point. And the second half of the fall run favors South County. It always does. You've got lots of inlets. You know, you've got Charlestown, Kwani, and Weekapog. You've got water rushing in and out of uh, Fishers Island Sound around Napa Tree. It's, it's just so much bait moving into the area, just a lot of things going on. Also, you know, if you've been out there on a clear day, especially out in a boat, you know, a mile or so off Watch Hill, you can see Montauk from there. So it kind of shows how close together everything really is and just sort of highlights the fact that, um, or highlights the reason why South County is so good in the late fall. Uh, striper fishing has been very good around the breachways, and this has definitely been the area where we're seeing the most albies and the most receptive albies as well. For a little bit more on that, let's toss it over now to Declan O'Donnell from Breachway Bait and Tackle. What's going on, guys? Declan here from Breachway Bait and Tackle, here with another fishing report from Southern Rhode Island. I hope you guys have been getting out there, finding some time to, to get some fishing done. Fish has been pretty good. The shore guys are finding some fish on the beach. Uh, and even on the rocks, on the outgoing tides, pr producing some pretty good-sized fish. Uh, this morning, I heard of a fish come in around 40 inches. It's really good to see. Um, fishing at night has been really good as well. People find some striped bass back in the salt ponds, especially tucked all, all the way up in the back in some warmer water. That's where the bait's been. Um, some good-sized mullet and peanut bunker. Um, people have been getting them on some topwater baits. Uh, the sea's been really good past couple days. Albies popped back up in great numbers over the weekend. Uh, and people really get into a good tatog bite. Uh, fish up to seven, eight pounds for tatog. Uh, most boats finding, finding their limit. 
Uh, still a good amount of black sea bass in the water. Uh, even a few reports of cod and, and some shallow water here off the south shore. Uh, the tuna bite is kind of a hit or miss right now. Um, it's going to happen this time of year. Um, but hope everyone gets out there fishing. Uh, not too much left of the season. Moving over into Connecticut, the Eastern Sound is a lot going on. We've got Albies in the Eastern Sound and, and good numbers of them. Uh, and the, the word on the street is that these fish have been finicky, but they've been favoring larger baits. So go figure that one out. They're getting them on the big XO jigs. They're getting them on Albie snacks. And uh, pink or white has been a pretty hot color from what I've heard. Um, also in the Eastern Sound, good bass fishing. We've been hearing about striped bass from schoolies up to 47 inches. Um, and a lot of the bigger fish have been in the more extreme eastern end of the sound, around the Thames River or up along the backside of Fishers has been holding some of the bigger fish. Uh, but we have been hearing about striped bass of mixed sizes from Goshen Reef to Hatchets out to Black Point and then all the way out to the Connecticut River. Uh, the togging in that area has also been phenomenal. Um, and these fish, just like Rhode Island, can be found anywhere from 5 feet to 80 feet of water. Um, it's just been a really good time to be fishing Long Island Sound, and I think that's going to continue right through this weekend and into next week, um, and probably beyond that as well. Out in the race, we've been hearing about some big bluefish being caught on diamond jigs. There's also good numbers of striped bass out there. And then getting up toward the Connecticut River, um, you know, we are still seeing a lack of adult bunker but the fish, they gotta eat, you know, so guys are finding them feeding on peanut bunker, they're finding them feeding on like butterfish and all kinds of other small bait. So basically, if you can find bait, there's a really good chance you're gonna find some striped bass. For a little bit more on what's going on in that region, let's toss it over now to Mike Roy from Real Cast Charters. Hey, what's up guys? For this week's Fisher Report, the striped bass fall run is in full swing. They are feeding heavily on peanut bunker. Small soft plastics are working great, like the five and three quarter inch finesse fish or a small topwater like the Shimano high pitch walk are going to get a lot of bites. Uh, there's still blues around. They definitely thinned out, but they are around chomping up some of those soft plastics. Uh, we seem to have another big push of false albacore. Uh, they are all throughout Eastern Long Island Sound now. Uh, in fact, when you're black fishing, don't be surprised if you see albies around the boat so have a rod ready for them the black fishing is off to a pretty good start i expect it to improve as water temperatures drop and there's plenty of black sea bass on those same rock piles where the blackfish are uh good luck now let's head up the river and do a little inland report with rowan Lytle. hey everybody uh we got absolutely beautiful fall weather this week uh the connecticut river is kind of at a stable state the water clarity is a lot better uh, than it's been a lot of the year. Uh, the bass and pike fishing is pretty darn good. As you watch these water temperatures start to drop, uh, you can get some pretty good largemouth fishing, uh, especially in some of the coves uh, in slightly deeper water. Uh, now they'll be focused on bait fish uh, in the like one to three inch range. You still have some young of the year uh, shad and herring around. A lot of those kind of make their exodus uh, right at the end of October with rain events. Um, and in the bottom end of the river, uh, much better striper fishing than there was. 
Uh, some of those fish are making it a reasonable distance up, and there's a lot of hickory shad as well. Uh, so there's a good amount of stuff going on. Uh, big uh, big weather system coming in this weekend. Uh, that's going to probably make for some pretty good fishing right in the beginning. I'll be uh, I'll be out guiding uh, in some of the lower river estuary areas in my canoe early in that uh, in that system, hoping for some straight bass uh, for a client of mine. Um, but uh, Sunday. The weather looks uh, fairly windy, less rain. Uh, you shore-based guys might have some really good fishing uh, with that low pressure and the abruptly changing conditions. Uh, so get out there and uh, see if you can find some fish in those uh, foul weather conditions. And then heading out of the river west toward Westbrook, let's check in now with Matt Stone from Black Hall Outfitters. Um, we have some really good fall fishing right now. October is one of my favorite months on the water. Pretty incredible autumn sunrise behind me here. Um, a lot of good stripers happening. There's a lot of good blues happening. Um, a lot of fish in the smaller sizes, um, but there are still some decent sized fish kicking around as well. Um, we've had a lot of really good albie reports um, from the central and eastern sound. Uh, they've filled in pretty heavy. They've been uncharacteristically picky or characteristically picky, depending on what your experience has been. Um, but it seems like bigger pink uh, and bigger silver epoxies are working along with white albie snacks as well. Um, some really good sea bass still being caught as well while people are togging. And the tog bite has started off very strong. Um, I have fished uh, well in about 15 feet to 20 feet. I know anglers have done well um, in as deep as 60 to 80. Um, right now, uh, there's a lot of shorts uh, being brought up, but that should uh, decrease and we should have some bigger fish come in as this water cools. Um, right now, I'm reading about 62 degrees where I am in the central sound. Um, so a lot going on, a lot to chase, a lot to do, a lot of beautiful days like this one still left this year. Um, so I hope you have a great week, get out there and enjoy it. And then heading further west from there, uh, still hearing good porgy reports, although it's slowing down a little bit on all the all those little reef systems that head out more toward New Haven. Uh, striped bass action has been good in that area as well, very similar to what we've seen around the Connecticut River. You know, small to medium fish feeding on all different kinds of bait. Uh, there's been some bluefish in there also. And then, you know, as you get further west, Max is sick today, so we're not going to get a report from him, but I bothered him enough to just to get some details of what's going on in the western sound. He said there's been really good bass fishing along with some big bluefish in the backwaters. So inside Norwalk Harbor, inside Milford Harbor, up inside the Housatonic River, or really any of these other harbors, estuaries, inlets, they've all got fish inside them. They're feeding on peanut bunker and uh, they've been very receptive to, you know, medium-sized soft plastics like an Albi Snacks or an Albi Snacks XL. Or throwing small spooks like a uh, like an X-Walk or something like that. Um, or little poppers like a 3D inshore popper from Missouri. Any of these things are getting it done. It's been a very good daytime fishery, but the guys fishing from shore at night are doing it with swimmers, and they're finding great success as well. Uh, outside the backwaters, the best uh, bass and blue fishing is happening, diamond jigging around like 11B and 28C. Togging in the western sound has been good, but it hasn't been as good as it has been in the eastern sound. I've seen a lot more shorts, so guys are having to weed through a lot more fish. Uh, but limits are happening for the guys that are being diligent about it. And uh, overall, the fishing in the Western Sound has been very good. That's what I have for you guys in Connecticut this week. And then we're going to wrap things up with a little run down to Costa Rica. Check in, well, check in with what's going on at Marina Pez Vela. How's it going, guys? This is Ben Gilmore from down here in Costa Rica and the Marina Pez Vela. We got an absolutely insane Dorado bite going on right now. It's peak Dorado season here in Costa Rica. 
Boats are going out there catching 20, 30 Dorados a day. Lots and lots of fish in the 15 to 20 pound range with some bigger fish in there as well. Come down guys right now if you want to get in on the Dorado action. It's an amazing time of year to fish, to fly fish offshore with all those Dorados out there. But guys, we get blue marlin right there at the Dorado grounds as well. We get a few sailfish and then further offshore, we've had a decent yellowfin tuna bite as well. This time of year is a good time for some big roosters. So there's been a few around the 50 pound mark caught in the last week or so. And there's always a chance of some snook and some snapper at the river mouths as well. So check us out guys. This is Ben Gilmore, Jackpot Sport Fishing at the Marina Pez Vela. And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully it's gonna inspire you to get out there. You know, as I said in the Rhode Island portion, we, are, we have entered the second half of the fall run. So it's all downhill from here, but there's still lots and lots of good fishing to be had. So get out there, make sure you take some photos, you get a chance of winning something from me. And uh, if you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman, head over to our website, that's thefisherman.com. Gives you a full taste of what we offer, everything from recovering all the fishing from Delaware all the way up to Maine, and every possible fishing discipline in between, from surf to fly, inshore, offshore, paddleboard, kayak, it's, it's all covered. And uh, we got technique, we got you know, tackle making, uh, we've got destination pieces, it's, it's all covered, you should check it out. It's 30 bucks for a year, you're going to get 12 issues sent to your house every month, and you're also going to get 26 digital issues sent to your email box every week during the season, that's April to November, uh, it's the best 30 bucks you can spend in fishing, but if you're still not, uh, if you're still not convinced, I should say, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. Appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.